Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. How you doing, everyone? I'm Russ Salzberg, and I want you all to listen up and get a load of this. Plain and simple, screw PC. That's right, you heard me. Screw political correctness and the political correctness police. All right? It has gotten totally out of control. So like I said, listen up because you're really going to want to get a load of this. All right, folks, I got to tell you. From what I've been hearing and seeing with what is going on, I'm sorry. The world has gone nuts, totally out of whack. It's just one thing after another. You can't, if you fart in the wrong direction, you're in trouble. It's nuts. It's absolutely any and everything you say and do is taken completely cockeyed. And you know what? It's not just social media. It's everything. I mean, it, I got a list of things that I want to talk about. Let, let, you know, just to throw it out, I'll start off with, because this, this is what spurred me uh, last week, that, that Peloton commercial. I, I don't need to explain to you, you know what it is about the Peloton exercise bike. Let me tell you something. I watched that. When I watched it, I didn't think anything about it. When I watched it again, I didn't think anything about it. I asked my wife. She watched it, didn't think anything about it. I asked a lot of people, and they didn't think anything about it. If you have your own insecurities, God bless you. But you're going to have to live with them. And if you want to complain just for the sake of complaining, then go, go talk to a wall. Or go look in a mirror and complain to yourself. I mean, it was beyond stupidity. They're chastising because she was skinny. And and the wife, it's sexist. Because it'd be sexist if a guy wants his wife to stay in shape. It's moronic. And then I heard I heard the argument. Somebody said, well, it might have been uh, maybe it would have been. OK, to complain if uh, maybe the wife was overweight. OK, if the wife was heavy 
and he brought her a bike, bought her a bike. Well, you know what? Why would that have been wrong? Is it wrong to suggest you want your wife or your husband to be in shape? Is it wrong to suggest you want your children to be in shape? It, it's stupid. It, it, it's getting out of control. It, it's like, so should we not, not, now when we see, how we see commercials all the time. You know, uh, guys getting their wives nice cars for Christmas or jewelry or this. Is that? No, that's wrong because that's elitist. What are we talking about? I I just pulled out a couple of tweets that was on social media regarding this um, Peloton nonsense. So here's one uh, female. So sweet. My husband was inspired by the Peloton ad to get me a pair of pants in a child's medium and a handwritten note that says, don't fucking touch me till you can fit into these. That's your problem, sweetie. That's your problem. Now, here's another cute one. If my my husband doesn't buy me a Peloton, I'm riding my regular bike straight to divorce court. Now, that's... That's a sense of humor. The whole thing is absolutely idiotic. You you can't say anything anymore. It's stupid. I, I for this to become an issue to me is mind-boggling. I've heard tons and tons of people. You want to know what? I was at the gym yesterday. I was at the gym yesterday morning. And I noticed because this I was thinking about I'm doing this show what I'm going to you know, be talking about this. And I'm watching uh, people, females and men in the gym. And guess what? Most of them looked in great shape. That's why they go to the gym and work out. It doesn't mean a husband is domineering if he wants his wife to work out or she likes working out. So he got her the top of the line bike to work out with. What the hell is wrong with that? If you don't want to work out, God bless. If you want to eat to your heart's content and be a little overweight, God bless. I'm not knocking you. I'm not mocking you. But don't mock somebody. I mean, it's stupid. Absolutely stupid. Moronic. Well, that, that's one political correctness thing. Then there was a thing also last week, this school in, uh, what the hell was it? Alexander, Alexander Hamilton High School in Elmsford, New York. The school was going to put on uh, a musical Tarzan. But then some people complained because it's racist and imperialist. What do we, they were afraid. Some people were afraid. Now it's a predominantly, from what I understand, uh, black and Hispanic school. The the kids, most of the kids wanted to do it. But some people complain, well, you know, the the fear is if, if a kid 
suppose it, you know you know it's the jungle and black kids and and gorillas are monk it's a play it's a freaking play you you know one of quite frankly the geniuses Hollywood geniuses, writers, producers, comics, Mel Brooks. Everybody would agree. I'm looking at Crash now and he's nodding his head. And I'm telling you, I don't think Mel Brooks could make the the great funny stuff he made today without being chastised for it. Blazing Saddles couldn't be made today. The history of the world couldn't be made today. People have forgotten how to laugh. People have, have don't understand. You, you know, Crash and I were talking. Sometimes in life, there's just ball breaking amongst your friends. It's not bullying. It's teasing. It's part of... And I, I don't mean to digress here, but, you know, it's part of growing up. Teasing is part of growing up. There's a distinct difference between teasing and bullying. I taught my daughters that when they were growing up. You, you got to be able to take life in, in certain ways. So the school dumped Tarzan. Okay, the school dumped Tarzan. Now, I'm telling you, a lot of the students and and a lot of the people, I mean, here's the question. Is, is Tarzan racist because he's played by a white guy? Some of the parents at the school can get ridiculous. That's coming from a kid. It's nuts. I was speaking on that kind of theme. Recently, what was last week, Tim Ryan, radio broadcaster uh, for the 49ers, was suspended for a game. He was suspended for a game because he was talking about the Baltimore Ravens quarterback, Lamar Jackson. All right. He used... Here's why he was suspended by the Niners for, for a game. He's really good at that fake, Lamar Jackson. But when you consider his dark skin color with a dark football, with a dark uniform, you cannot see that thing. I mean, you literally cannot see when he was in and out of the mesh point. And if you're a step, a half step slow on him in terms of your vision, forget about it. He's out of the gate. Well... He got suspended because he spoke about a black player, an African-American player, saying, because the football is brown and his skin color is dark, it's not as easy to see. That's racist? To me, that's common sense. I'm sorry. That is common sense. Now, somebody, the argument, because they well, why do you have to say dark 
skin color. Because his skin color is dark. It's not white. There's a difference. And guess who came? First of all, the 49er players came to his defense. Richard Sherman, defensive back for the 49ers, one of the most outspoken players in the entire National Football League, came to his defense. I mean, it's Richard Sherman. Here, Richard Sherman. I know Tim personally. I listened to the dialogue and saw it written. And honestly, I wasn't as outraged as everybody else. I understand. I understand how it can be taken under a certain context and be offensive to some. But if you're saying this is a brown ball, they're wearing dark colors, and he has a brown arm. Honestly, sometimes we were having trouble seeing it on film. Richard Sherman's African-American. It wasn't anything more than a simple remark. That's all it was. But the PC police and, and what's gutless is, see, the teams are so afraid and people are so afraid of negative reaction that we got to be proactive right away because somebody's going to complain about this. Instead of just saying, hey, Rich, uh, excuse me, uh, Tim, you got to be careful next time. You know, to me, the right thing would have been to say, listen, t- uh, Tim Ryan, we spoke to Tim Ryan about it. He didn't mean anything. He could have issued a statement. I didn't mean anything about it. If by some chance you were offended, I apologize if you took it that way. But I did not mean it that way. Because I don't think he said anything in malice at all. None whatsoever. None. None whatsoever. You know, yesterday, uh, well, I should say this past Sunday, the um, in that tremendous football game whew, of um, 49ers uh, football game was, was just a tremendous, tremendous game. Um, Matt Breeder, their running back. It was the 49ers uh, Saints game. Matt Breeder, their running back, um, was running. And uh, the analyst on Fox was um, Charles Davis. And Matt and Charles Davis made the comment about Matt Breeder. That's why they call him the cheetah. Charles Davis is black. What would have happened if Charles Davis was white? Might somebody have called up and tweeted, they're referring to a black player as an animal because he can run fast? I could have seen that happening in a finger snap. Fortunately, it didn't. Nor should it. But that's what happens. That's what happens. Then, 
and there was an incident a couple of weeks ago. It, actually, uh, if you can read something about it, Phil Mustick in the Post had it. It's a great point that he made. Gus Johnson, who's a very good broadcaster, Gus Johnson referred to Chase Young, who's the stud defensive uh, end for the Ohio State Buckeyes. Uh, He referred to him a couple of times in the game he was playing as Mighty Chase Young as opposed to Mighty Joe Young. Now, for some of you who are too young to remember, you know, there were two movies we watched growing up, King Kong and Mighty Joe Young. They were both big gorillas. So he referred to him, you know, for his ability as Mighty Chase Young. Gus Johnson is black, the announcer. Nothing happened to Gus Johnson. Nor should have anything happened to Gus have had, nor should have anything had happened to Gus Johnson. But what if Gus Johnson was white? What if Russ Salzberg said, "Mighty Chase Young, my ass would have been roasted and toasted and tarred and feathered and hung out to dry." Meaning and saying the same reference. But then the reason Mushnick brought it up, because then there was the Iowa uh, last February. The Iowa uh, broadcaster uh, for the University of Iowa, he's been doing football and basketball like almost for 25 years. And he at a basketball game, because of the way he was controlling Inside the paint and the boards and everything, he referred to this player as, uh, you know, playing like King Kong. Well, Gary Dolphin got suspended. I think he had gotten suspended for the remainder of the year. He was dominating like King Kong. Now, listen, folks. If you want to say he looks like King Kong, different story. If you want to say he's got features like King Kong, no question about it, fire his ass. Dominating the inside like King Kong. You have to learn how to take shit in its proper perspective. Really? It has gotten out of control. It is too easy to accuse each and every day of somebody saying something that's racist, that that's sexist. Enough already. And somebody could say, well, you know, Russ, we want to teach our kids the right way. You know what? Yeah, I want to teach my kids the right way. I want to teach them right from wrong. I want to teach them what is racist, what is not racist. I want to teach them also to have a sense of humor. As my buddy Crash would say, I also want to teach them that 
Having your balls broken is part of growing up. Having little teaser shots and stuff taken at you is part of growing up. Because you know what? It don't get easier. It gets harder. I, I don't want I don't want my kids growing up, you know, I and, and children shouldn't grow up. Listen, people need to know you know what racism is. You you can know what anti Semitism is and you can know what it is not. And you have to look at it and judge it. And not right away everything is an excuse. And don't make it an excuse because, you know what, if you teach your kids that everything is an excuse, this is sexist and that's racist and this is anti-Semitic and this and that, then you know what? Then you're going to have weak need, spineless people. you got to be able to deal with stuff. You can't just go ahead and put your head in a pillow and start crying. I mean, think about uh, what ignited me about all this, really, because I've been reading about all this stuff and hearing about it. But this Peloton ad was, you know, I said, no, now it's reached too much. I mean, are we not allowed to have, I guess, so in magazines, the world has been racist and sexist forever. GQ, Vogue, Glamour, all these. Nah, it's the it's all sexist. It's also I guess when um, Sports Illustrated has the swimsuit edition, I'm sexist because I get Sports Illustrated. I guess the women posing in it don't think it's sexist. But for me to look at it means it's, means I'm a sexist slob. World world's gone nuts. The world has absolutely gone nuts. And then of course, it moves into our everyday life with with politics. You know, now I'm I'm hearing Cory Booker. I'm hearing uh, Al Sharpton complaining. Well, now uh, we might not have. Um, no minority faces in the next Democratic debate. Well, if you're not getting the backing and you're not getting the donors and, you know, Kamala Harris bowed out, what do you want? You just had a president who I voted for for eight years who was black. African-American, Barack Obama. And maybe part of the reason you're not getting black candidates is because you know what? A lot of the black community, guess who they're voting for? Guess who they're backing? They're backing Biden. Not, not you, Cory Booker. And then you got Al Sharpton. Oh, yeah, this is bad. You know, we don't have not not only an African-American, an African-American woman. Yeah, this is coming from the the, the Tawana Brawley scammer. Reverend Al Sharpton. 
Folks, we know you know what racism is, okay? You know what sexism is. I hate all of it. Racism, sexism, hate hate all of it. But I have to be able to decipher the difference. I have to be able to tell a joke. I'm looking at Crash, my buddy here. We grew up, grew up in school. I mean, I think I'm going back to probably the second grade. We were learning about ethnic jokes. It was part of growing up. You know what? When I was, forget the second grade, I was in college. My roommate was from Walpole, Massachusetts. And he got married. And I was his best man. And he gave out, you know, I mean, he was still in college. I was a year ahead of him. Uh, so he got married and his... Um, uh, so he gave everybody, I was his best man. He gave everybody in the wedding party like silver um, beer mugs. And you know what it had on my beer mug? It had the names of everybody. But you know what it had on my beer mug? The Heeb. And you know what? I was proud of that. Because that was me in the group. I happened to be the only Jew in the group. So I was the heeb. As opposed to the mick or the this or the that, I was the heeb. And you know what? I When, when I opened it up, I remember how I felt and smiled because that's who I was. There was not a word, an inch, not a morsel of... of, of Anti-Semitism, racism, nothing. It was, as as Crash said to me before, it was part of the ball breaking that we always did each and every day. And I was proud of it. I displayed it proudly in my home. This, folks... You're going to suffocate if you allow this political correctness to continue. You will absolutely suffocate. It is dangerous and it is wrong. I, again, don't don't misconstrue, don't misread what I'm saying. Racism, all that stuff, sexism, no. But there's ways of looking at things. And sometimes maybe, maybe you need to look in the mirror. And maybe part of it is one's own insecurities. Maybe it's part of envy and jealousy. That you're mad that they have what you like to have. And you don't. Ain't nothing wrong with wanting your spouse, male or female, to be in shape. Nothing's wrong with that. 
And if your female is, is like in the Peloton commercial, nice and fit and slim, but she likes working out, so he buys her something that she likes to work out with, it happens to be top of the line, so what? The uproar that has come about over this is pure bullshit. Nonsense. And I implore companies to show a little balls, show a little nerve. Don't right away jump to a conclusion because you're afraid, you're afraid that there's going to be an uproar and people are going to criticize. Sometimes you got to show that you stand by your people. You're smart enough to know the difference between right and wrong. You suspend people, you do this, you do that because... I mean, think about it. A guy ha- had a football, black man in his hand, a, a, a black, a, a dark brown football in a hand or hands or arm of skin color, dark skin color. That's racist. You know, correct me if I'm wrong, in baseball, like, for example, in Yankee Stadium, there are no seats in dead center center field. It's black. Why is it black? Because if you had the white shirts sitting in the outfield, it's hard to see the white ball in the batter's eyes. Am I correct, Crash? Crash is giving me the nod. It's, come on. Stop. The, you can go through life making everything racist, making everything sexist. You, you want to go through life that way? Be my guest. But as uh, P.T. Bonham said, a sucker is born every day. But don't make a sucker out of the rest of us because that's just crap. Right now, though, that's a wrap here. I want to thank all of you for getting a load of this. Now I'd like to get a load of you. Let me know your thoughts on today's podcast. Screw PC. That's right. You can tell me on Twitter at Russ Salzberg on Facebook. You can also check out my website, russsalzberg.com. My thanks to the big man, Crash, taking such good care of me, a.k.a. Mike Caragliano, to Tim Einickel, outstanding podcast producer, 77 WABC program director, Dave Labrosi, his outstanding assistant PD, Matt Dahl, and last but certainly not least, a great big thank you to all of you people out there, because without you people, I'd have nobody here to be talking to. So until next time, it is I, Russ Salzberg, saying bye-bye, so long, and farewell. See you next time. morning person or a bedtime procrastinator everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style and you'll find the best mattress for you at ashley the new temper adapt collection at ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body conforming technology making every sleep tailored to be your best 
The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.